there's like a whole step written around it, how you have to thank with a handwritten thank you card. And I can't tell you how many people, they say, well, so-and-so in Salt Lake City referred me to you. And I'm like, great, what's their name? What do they do? Oh, they're an attorney in Salt Lake City. I'll go look at them up on Google and send them a handwritten thank you notes. I'll be damned if those don't all come back in the mail. <laughs> like, Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your interior design business? Then welcome to Wingnut Social, the podcast specifically designed to accelerate your business through increased social media presence, impactful online content, and translating digital influence into physical success. This is your social media tightly fastened. Now welcome the host of Wingnut Social, Darla Powell. Hey there, guys, and welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I'm your host, the head wingnut, Darla Powell, and I am joined by Grumpy McGrumperson. Oh, I thought it was going to be grumpy pants. The soulless ginger, orangutan, nag. You know, I like to keep you on your toes. I, I see that. Right. Grumpy McGrumperson of uh, Grumpville, USA. <laughs> I thought it was Rushy Rush. Rushy McRusher. That's, that's another. I can't, I can't do this all in one show. It would take forever. Mm, okay. Okay, Grumpy. Yes. Today on the show, we have Stacey Brown Randall. Yes, we do. We met her at... Luann Live. Luann Live. And she talked all about referrals and how to get them. And I know that's super, super important in the interior design industry. And that's how a lot of our listeners do get their business. But Stacey has a unique twist on how to get referrals without asking for them. And I don't know what it is. I'm going to find out. We're going to dig down and let her spill some guts here today on the show. Absolutely. But before we get into that... I wanted to um, talk to the wingnuts about a little bit about Alex Berman's episode 37. That was, oh gosh, when are you guys going to hear this? I think that was about two episodes ago. And he talked about, you know, revisiting the things that worked for you. And one of those things that we discussed was howls being a great source of leads, but maybe not more. I thought it was a five letter word. <sighs> Listen, he was an outside kind of guy looking in and just saying, Listen, this is what I'm seeing. You want leads? I'm telling you how to get leads. Do this, right? In that tone of voice? Just like that. So we did. We revisited Howl's and I redid my page, made it a little higher, you know, and updated it with some of the more recent work, which had better photography, better dollars behind it. And, and put a budget amount. Put a minimum on in there. Yes. And I've, I'll be damned if I haven't gotten a couple of really good. Good leads. I mean, nothing has cemented yet. I haven't seen the paycheck yet, so we'll Yeah, wait. right. But the projects are like, I'm buying a whole new home in the Gables, and I need the whole thing done, and stuff to that effect, rather than, hey, can you come out and pick out some new rocks for my goldfish tank? I'll give you some grace until then. Okay, good. Well, I thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Wow, you're all merciful. Merciful Grumpy McGrumperson. That's a new one. <laughs> and speaking of Stacy Brown Randall of Luann Live fame, we also met Taylor Spellman we at did. Luann Live. Yes. Let me tell you, that girl is on fire. Yes. She, everybody wanted to be with Taylor Spellman. She, it was like she had a gravitational pull. And me too. I'm not going to lie. She was great. I loved her. But she also gave you a great piece of advice, Natalie Ann Graff, Grumpy McGrumperson. What was it? <laughs> <laughs> I believe that was Monday morning afterwards for the breakfast and we had Started chatting over the weekend, got to know each other a little bit, and then Darla pops out on Sunday. On Monday, she goes, yeah, well, you know, Natalie was raised Amish. And Taylor looks at me and says, well, that's a bit of information you need to know. <laughs> so thank you, Taylor, for blowing, making me have to blow my cover here that, yes, I was not raised exactly Amish. Amish light. I was, according, yes, Amish light. Darlin, her name's always Amish light, but I was raised Old German Baptist, which meant I grew up with no TV, no radio, no podcasting. Yeah. And go to the movies. Plain clothes. Yeah. So they're, they are kind of like Amish, but they're allowed to have air conditioning and electricity and cars. And cars. But they have to be plain cars. Yes. Right. So I always tease her I because- I remember my mom had a Jeep Cherokee and she bought the limited Jeep Cherokee and it had the gold rims. And so she had <laughs> painted the gold rims gray, the graphite gray to match the Jeep because the gold was too flashy. So really, this must answer a lot of questions out there in Wingnut World because you have like zero pop culture reference before the age of what? 20? Um, I moved out at 18 and got my first TV then. <laughs> so, and like, even then, I didn't really understand what I was. So, here's my life since then. Here, you hear such quotes as, What is Star Wars? When David Bowie died, I heard, Who's David Bowie? 
so this is how I live my life. So I'm I'm really tarnishing her one pulp culture icon at a time, I think, here. And her being on a podcast now is such a huge paradigm shift. And I have to say, you're killing it. Well, thank you. You're doing a really good job. I try. Yeah. Even for being Amish. And how you can find the time to make time for this podcast in between your cow milking and butter churning makes it all that much more yeah. remarkable. You don't bu- uh, complain about my Amish cooking. <laughs> no, I don't. But my waistline and my ass does. Well, <laughs> there is that. All right. So I think that's enough nonsense before we get down to Stacy, right? I think so. Okay. But that was important. Transparency, right? That's what you keep telling me. And that's what Taylor Spellman told you. And Taylor oh, Spellman well, she is... she just said I had... I, that was a, a very important piece of information. And you know, I've been telling you this for a long time to tell your story, but I'm glad that Taylor Spellman managed to convince you. Sometimes it takes someone else to tell you for you to, for it to really hit home. So I get that. No worries. All right. Let's get into Stacy Brown Randall. Stacy Brown Randall is living proof that building a business as an expert will not necessarily make that business successful. She believes that you have to know how to consistently fill your pipeline of potential new clients. In her own personal business, she figured out how to generate referrals without asking for them. We're going to find out how the hell she does that. And her life dramatically changed. She went from a business failure to a huge business success. And all of this was due to the fact that she figured out how to generate new clients through referrals without asking for those referrals. She cracked the code to overcoming the decades-old advice that says to receive referrals, you must ask for them. And now she's helping others crack the code too. Wingnuts help me in welcoming Stacy Brown Randall to the Wingnut Social Podcast. Hey there, Stacey Brown Randall. Welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. How the hell are you? I am great. Thank you so much, guys, for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, we love having you here. When Natalie and I were telling the Wingnuts how we loved meeting you at Luann Live. I would like to think I was your favorite person you met, right? You were green. You were definitely in the top five. Yes. <laughs> I had to read all about, I read all about you, so I know that you like the Red Sox and your husband likes Yankees and you have three children and you were getting a puppy. That was the, that's what stuck, right, you that's were the getting last, a puppy. That's the last thing we spoke about. So that's right. I believe it was a little fluffy Maltese and you were concerned because this was your first dog and you were concerned that the dog might pee and poop everywhere. So I have to check in and see how that's going. Oh my gosh, she's peeing and pooping everywhere. <laughs> like... <laughs> everywhere like yesterday at four o'clock in the morning or I guess this morning at four o'clock in the morning it was on the couch I need to be honest because I'll feel better about myself if I'm honest I'm not a dog person I've never you, you said that yeah you you confessed that to me she's adorable and I love her but we got her Wednesday and you know she's a puppy so she stays up at night and she has to get up a bunch of times and she can't she does not know where to pee and poop yet and she's <laughs> 12 weeks old and so I got on a plane Friday morning and went to San Francisco and I was like peace out family enjoy your new puppy. And I was gone for five days. Yeah, I came home and I was like, so how do, how do how does this work? And my husband's like, seriously? And I was like, so what's the schedule? He was like, you think we have this dog on a schedule? You haven't been here. So it's been interesting. So he's like, oh, it's okay that you like the Red Sox and I like the Yankees, but this dog is the last straw by now, probably, <laughs> I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, here's one tip, though, about dogs and puppies for you and your business. This is just a bonus tip for you and the wingnuts. If you do photography for them, for your business, (laughs) they do really, really well. (laughs) People love dogs. So have you been paying attention to my Facebook page? Because I'm definitely posting her. (laughs) Yes, we have. That's how we knew the puppy has arrived. It's getting good engagement too, isn't it? I'm gonna get something out of this. Like, I'm going to let everybody know we got a puppy. <laughs> All right, so let's horrible. dig That's in. That's not how I meant it. No, no, no. It's, it's okay. okay. So let's dig into the referrals. Okay, so you know, as well as we do, Stacey Brown Randall, that interior designers really bank on getting referrals for their design business. In fact, some of the designers who have been in business forever, that's all they bank on. They're kind of like... Uh, very difficult to convince about the need for their social media marketing and everything, and God bless them. So what I want to know is how did you get personally interested in specializing in referrals? What was the uh, origin of that? You know, the truth is I really wish I could tell you that I identified a gap in the market and I came up with a way to solve the problem and I planned all this out and it's been part of this master plan and it's going swimmingly well and I was just so stinking brilliant. But all of that would be a lie. That sounds sarcastic. (laughs) But I do wish that that was what I could tell you. I mean, I do wish that like this had been intentional. The truth is 
the fact that we're having this conversation about referrals and specifically referrals without asking, because there's lots of people talking about referrals and I'm the Mm. only one talking about getting them without asking. The whole reason though I'm having this conversation is because of sheer necessity. I had a first business that after four, almost five years would fail. And you would have thought that business was successful because it had big name clients and interviews in Bloomberg News and all kind of awesome stuff happening. So you would have thought my business was doing great, but it was failing slowly. And Hmm. so I had to go get a job after my first business failed. And when I had the opportunity to start my second business, which has morphed now into what I'm doing now, I was like, okay, I cannot go through another business failure. I cannot go back and work for somebody. The thought of having to take a shower for somebody every single day and put on a suit and go to work, like just slowly suffocates me inside. Did you say the thought of having to take a shower every day? Yes. (laughs) Okay, just checking. Is is that inappropriate? (laughs) No, it's awesome. (laughs) No, you sound like Darla. (laughs) So, but here's my rationale about taking a shower every day. I actually don't mind taking a shower every day. I hate taking it in the morning because Mm. for me, it's a 45 minute to an hour process of some of my best thinking time is flushed down the drain trying to get, you know, mascara on right. (laughs) I'm sorry. I totally, I totally threw you off track. No, it's fine. I'll get right back on. So when I started my second business, I was like, okay, this one can't fail. We financially cannot go through another business failure emotionally and mentally. I cannot go through it again. To be honest, my ego Mm -hmm. could not take it. Like it just couldn't take it. And so I was like, how am I going to be successful? So I looked back at my first business and I said, well, how did I get my clients? Not one referral. In fact, the only referral I got for that business was two years after I had shut it down. And I was like, okay, referrals are like the holy grail of how you grow a business. How did I miss this? Let's go get referrals. And like everybody, I went and looked up research and trainings and books and articles. Let's get some referrals. How do I get referrals? And all the advice was, well, you got to ask. And I was like, ew, that's like cold calling. (laughs) I don't want to do that. And they're like, well, then tough. You don't get referrals. If you can't get over your head trash, you can't get over yourself and you can't go ask then you don't get referrals. And I was like, yeah, but like 99.9% of us don't want to ask. So why is that the only option and the only way that we are taught to be able to, to receive referrals is in a way that the majority of us don't want to do. So somehow we're supposed to miss out. And it just didn't mesh up with me. It just didn't mix with me. And so when I started my second business, which happened to be a productivity and business coaching, which may be the whole shower thing, why I think it's highly ineffective and inefficient because I was a productivity Mm -hmm. coach for so long. And I started growing my business by referrals. And I didn't know I was doing it on purpose. I just knew I wasn't asking and they were happening. And I was like, well, what am I doing that's making these referrals happen? And then I started paying attention to that. And then my clients started saying, how are you getting all these referrals? How are you growing so fast and raising your coaching rates and all this stuff? And so at this moment, I was like, they're like, teach us how to get referrals like you're getting them because you're not, we're giving them to you, but yet you're not asking us. So what's happening? And that's when I figured out, oh, wait, this isn't me. This isn't my personality. This isn't because I'm a coach. This isn't because I sit in Charlotte, North Carolina. This is actually something that anybody can do. But it's just looking at the human dynamic and psychology behind why referrals happen and then just triggering them in a different way that feels authentic, really authentic and genuine to me. And it was working. And so I thought, okay, I'll teach my, you know, I had small business owners. I'll teach them. I started teaching them how to generate referrals the way I was doing it. And what the big thing I kept saying is, but you can't ask, but you can't ask, but you can't ask, even though I didn't really know that's what made me different from everybody else out there. And then it hit me like, wait, that is actually what makes me different. So I pivoted my entire coaching practice to teaching my process on how to generate referrals without asking. Um, Because I just think that if I had had this, if I had had me or this in my first business, I don't think I would have failed. I mean, I'm glad I failed because I love where I am right now. And just, I think my world would have been different. And as a business coach, I got so many of the, I wish I had met you sooner Subject line emails where basically the person says, I really want to coach with you, but now I have to close up shop and go get a job. And I was like, oh, I know that place. I know that feeling. And if my process helps anyone keep their business going, grow to the next level or stay away from a failure, I'm all in. And that's kind of, you know, the main focus now is just everybody should know this. It doesn't work for everybody, but everybody should at least know it's possible to generate referrals without asking. Okay. So you have to know that I'm going to dig in with you a little bit there and ask you how you're doing this, at least 
you know, some tips you can give, actionable tips you can give the wing nest to take away without asking. And let me tell you a little bit about what I'm doing at Darla Palantiris because I hate asking too. <laughs> I hate sending that email. Here's my Google link. Here's my house link. And I actually did a third party app where, you know, they review you. And then if it's five stars, then they send you to Google. Then they send you to house. If it's anything less, which we haven't gotten yet, thank God, then they're like, oh, tell us how, you know, we can fix that problem. And they don't send them to the Google and the house thing. And I still hate sending that email. <laughs> I hate asking for it. It does seem kind of needy. It, it does have that like that stank of cold calling on it. So tell me where you begin. Where do you start? How did that grow for you organically? What was the first clue? Okay, so that is such a good um, setup because I think a lot of people think referrals are exactly what you described. It's And what you're ultimately describing, though, is asking your clients to review you. True. Yeah, that's to true. Leave that yeah. testimonial, right? And I would mm-hmm. tell you, you need to ask for that. But you should probably be asking for that when you know they're already going to give it because they have said they had a great experience, right? Or they have said, I've loved working with you at some point, And you know they're more you know, predisposed to be like, okay, yes, I will definitely give a review. I actually have a podcast episode on my podcast, Roadmap to Grow Your Business, where I talk about the five times you can't ask because I find people take my don't ask for a referral, meaning somebody to put their reputation on the line to refer you to someone else. But you should be asking for the business. You should be asking for the review and the testimonial. You should be asking for oh, feedback. Okay. okay. So yeah, I was I was definitely combining those probably not. So okay. So I'm mixing those up. No, and, and that's okay because most people do. And I think defining a referral is a, is a great place to start and really understand what that is. But to your point, Generate what I find so fabulous about what I get to do every day is showing people, and which is exactly what I want to do for your community, is talking them through what it looks like to generate referrals without asking. Because everything I'm going to be able to share, 99% of them, there's always an outlier, is probably going to say, Oh, that feels normal. I could totally Mm -hmm. do that. Okay. So walk us through, walk us through the beginning of that. Okay. So let's first just by define referral, right? Okay. So when we define referral, it is somebody, it's always a human sending you another human, always. <laughs> and I call the human who's sending you people the referral source. So I'll use that language. I'll say your referral source. That is the people who refer you clients or prospects that you hope to turn into clients. So your referral source is always going to do, when you think about a referral source, the reason why you have referrals happening is because your referral source trusts you. But they also have to know somebody who needs you before they can ever connect you. Right. So the definition of a referral is, is that there's a personal connection between your referral source and the person they know that needs you. Second thing is need has to be identified. Here's the thing. If I am never going to redo my home or build a new home, I don't really need to have a conversation with an interior designer. Right. I mean, I just I just don't. If my home is as perfect as it's ever going to be, which, okay, it never is, right? But let's just say in my mind, I think that. And just so you know, I don't think that. But if I think my house is as perfect as it's ever going to be, and I never want to change anything about it, I don't ever need to go meet with an interior designer. I just don't, right? So it's your referral source knowing people who need what you do because they have a problem. So there's a need identified in the prospect. That's why they would be willing to meet with you. And the trust is transferred once you're personally connected by the referral source to this prospect. So that is what a referral is. It's always a human is referring a human to another human. <laughs> we got three <laughs> players in this game. We okay. got you, service provider, interior designer, okay. right? We've got your referral source, right? So let's use, we'll just use Luann as an example, right? So Luann, sure. right, can be your referral source. She knows people in Miami, right, that need what you do when you probably do it around everywhere outside of Miami. But so she knows people who are in Miami that need what you do. And then there's the person in Miami that Luann knows, and that is your cast of characters, the person that you want to eventually become a client that's going to hire you. But they're all humans. They're not companies. We don't refer to companies. We actually only refer to people that we trust. So that's the definition. Does that make sense? That does make sense so far. Okay. So we have the players. We have their dynamics. So what are we doing to get them to just spontaneously talk to these people with the need <laughs> that they know and say, Darla is amazing. If you don't hire her tomorrow, you're bat poop. Yeah, you just are stupid. (laughs) (laughs) That would be my ideal client, by the way. (laughs) I think Stacy might be your ideal client because (laughs) your humor, you guys get each other. That's true. That's true. I like a good smart, smart uh, Alec. So, yes, of course. Again, it's charmingly sarcastic, right? Exactly. Trying to be mean. Just can't help myself. I got you, boo. 
You know what they say? I didn't watch television growing up as a kid. I wasn't allowed. And they say that people who didn't watch a lot of TV when they were younger become very sarcastic. I don't know why or how or why that is, but maybe we have to catch up faster to get like clued into social norms. But we are very, we're a very sarcastic bunch. Oh my God, you just blew my mind because in the intro, Natalie actually came out of the Amish closet. <laughs> I, I, I did not watch TV either yeah, growing up. When she up. was growing up, you were meant to be on this particular show. Yes. It was, I'm, I have goosebumps now. Yeah, I mean, I think the first show I ever watched when I was like closing in on middle school was like Cosby, which obviously is not a good one to talk about now. But <laughs> the Cosby show, and then um, oh, what was that? Saved by the Bell, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Did I just date well, myself. You and Natalie can bond. Yeah, I, I think I was allowed. I watched uh, my my granny was not German Baptist, so I I watched the Golden Girls. All right, we're getting off subject. We are okay, and that's my fault. That's, that's my your fault. fault that is my fault. But I was like, oh my god. How 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 synchronous synchronicity? Okay. What what's the word? It's I can never suppo- remember. It's supposed to be. All so right. let's go. Call let's Jerry. go back to how we're going to get all those people. Okay, to talk so we to have the players and yeah, hire okay. hire yes. Darla because you'd be stupid Hi- not to. Yes, let's, you'd let's be go really really dumbass not to hire Darla. That's I, not I, nice. Right, go. That, my ideal referral source says that to people. You're a dummy if you don't hire Stacy. No, I'm just exactly. Kidding. Yep. Okay, so here's the thing. This is going to be really, really basic. And I think most people who kind of hear me explain this are like, okay, nothing's rocket science. Nothing's something you probably haven't heard before. But how I'm going to talk about it is going to probably have you think about it in a different way. Most of the time when I finish an interview, people put down my book, I step off a stage and they're like, I just never thought about it like that. So I kind of got to get you in that right frame of mind to hear how simple this can be. Okay. Okay. Challenge accepted. Good. All right. Here we go. When you started your business, and this is just for, I'm going to ask this. It's kind of like, you know, one of those questions you don't have to actually respond back. But um, when you started your business, you had a thought process and you were told there were probably some things you needed to do in the sales world, some things, some sales and marketing tactics that you needed to do in the sales world. Maybe you needed to network. Maybe you needed to go hang out at the Chamber of Commerce right? Maybe you needed to do SEO. Maybe you needed to do Facebook ads. Maybe you needed to do, you know, flyers that you mailed out to your church members or to a neighborhood, right? Whatever it was, you were told there were some tactics you needed to do to generate business. And they fall into two buckets, prospecting and marketing. The prospecting bucket are the things that we want to do short term. I got to have a new client tomorrow. So I'm going to go cold call. I'm going to go to a networking event and try to meet somebody, right? So things we do short term mentality. Then you were told to do these things for marketing. It's your website, right? It's your social media. Maybe it's your PR. It's your thought leadership. Right? And you're, and you're going to do these things that are marketing based. What I'm about to talk, what I'm going to talk about with referrals I need you to just eliminate that thought, those two things from your mind, because referrals is a third plan separate from your prospecting plan and your marketing plan. Okay. What we're focused on when it comes to referrals, very different from prospecting and marketing. Prospecting and marketing is all about me. It's me going to meet someone at a networking event and hoping they want to have a first meeting to talk about working together, right? It's me deciding that I'm going to actually know what a long tail, whatever it is in SEO, and I'm going to use it effectively (laughs) in my marketing, right? Right. on my blog post. So that's all about me doing things to get clients. Alrighty. With referrals, it's all about the relationship you build with your referral sources and the what you do to stay top of mind with them, to be memorable and meaningful with them. And I do not mean your newsletter, right? And it's to be memorable and meaningful and top of mind with your referral sources so they feel cared about So that when they are in those situations where someone raises their hand, not really, but you know what I mean, raises their hand and say, oh my gosh, yes, I need a new designer. Or, oh my gosh, yes, it is finally time to renovate my kitchen. Or yes, it's time to add on that second story or whatever it is. Your referral source says, oh my God, you'd be stupid not to call (laughs) Darla. Hey, Wingnuts. Do you love doing your own social media, but you just don't have a sound strategy in place? Are you just throwing images at the wall hoping that they stick to your ideal client? Well then, Darla and I are super excited to tell you about our Wingnut Social Strategy Package. One of our expert social media specialists will help you discover your goals, analyze your current performance, build your customized social marketing plan, and coach you on the implementation. It's a tremendous value, and you can find out more by going to wingnutsocial slash services or by giving us a call at 1-877-WINGNUT. Again, that's wingnutsocial.com slash services or 1-877-WINGNUT. Now, back to the show and the crazy. Okay, 
Right. Yeah. Okay. So that that absolutely does make sense. So what are some of the ways that you stay, if it's not your newsletter and it's not just constantly bombarding them with, here's my name in your inbox again, what are some ways that you suggest to accomplish that? Perfect. So first up, I always tell folks is you need to make sure you know who those people are first and foremost, because what we're going to end up doing for them depends on who they are. So the first step, and I actually talk about this in chapter eight in my book, Generating Business Referrals Without Asking, I actually walk you through how to identify your referral sources, but it's really easy. If you think about your clients that you've had, go back as far as you're willing. The longer you go, the more rich your data will be and the happier I will be and give you a gold star. But if you go back in your business and you go looking for your clients, and I don't care if you've been in business six months and if you've had clients, this does not work if you don't have clients. But if you have clients and you go back six months, six years, whatever it is, right, go back as far as you're willing, figure out where those clients came from. Those that were sent to you by someone else, those are your referral sources. Once I know who they are, then I have an idea of who I need to be taking care of. So I can't do anything for these referral sources until I can identify who they are. So I know who my referral sources are. I know who's sending me business. I know what this ultimately looks like in terms of the people who make my life easier. Okay, now that I know who they are, then I can decide, well, the goal here is to make sure that I am memorable and meaningful, that I am top of mind, and that I impact how they feel about me. It's that my Angelo quote, I don't remember what people say or what they do, but we remember what they, how they make us feel. Right. It's impacting their feelings. So let me give you an example. When I was a productivity and business coach, some of my top, and I happened to have a niche in my productivity and business coaching practice, and it was actually business owners who were also parents. And the younger the kids, the better, because that was the world I had been in for so, so long. And When I looked at my referral sources, they mirrored that. Shocking, right? A lot of times they do. Sometimes they don't, right? I work with a lot of attorneys where they get referrals from other attorneys, never from their clients. So it doesn't always always mean who your clients are, who your referral sources will be. But when you look at who your referral sources are, what I knew about mine was, okay, most of them were actually working business owner parents, right? Like they were business owners. Some of them were working professionals, but they were parents. So in the program, I teach something called when we're brainstorming, what are we going to do to be top of mind and have this outreach with our referral sources that's memorable and meaningful? Sometimes I recommend we'll look at an off-guard holiday. Well, off-guard holiday, when I think about my right working parent business owner referral sources is Mother's Day and Father's Day. So for Mother's Day one year, I sent a Wonder Woman water bottle. And this is before the movie came out. So I was a real trendsetter. trendsetter. <laughs> okay. The latest movie that just came out. Not, right. No need to date myself. But <laughs> so on the card, the card just said, never forget, you are a hero. Happy Mother's Day, Stacy." But can you imagine that when they removed that card from that water bottle and my name, my website, my call me with your referrals, my logo, none of that stuff was on that water bottle. It was the Wonder Woman water bottle that I had purchased for them. Do you think they actually, even though when they took the card off and my name was no longer attached to it, do you think they forgot who sent them their Wonder Woman water bottle? I do not. I wouldn't forget. No, of course not. They don't forget because you know what it said? I care about you. Yeah, exactly. I see you. Right. I know what your world looks like. And I want to take a minute to remind you how much I care about you. Because the truth is, if you truly look at the people who send you referrals, which means they save you money, they and I mean, they save you money in advertising and networking and ads and everything. Right. So they save you money. They save you time because they hand deliver, for the most part, a new prospective client. So they save you time, they save you money, and they make you look like the expert you are and not the hustling salesperson you're desperately trying not to be as you're trying to grow your business, right? They do all these wonderful things for you. Why in the world wouldn't you want to make sure that they never for a moment thought you took them for granted? So the outreach that we do is just memorable and meaningful. It's not always a gift. It's not always a, some people come to me and they're like, I got no money. I'm like, that's fine. You don't have to have a budget, so to speak, to like, I'm not telling everyone to send gifts, right? There's other things you can do, but there's this idea that when it's received by your referral source, they feel a certain way about you. And then we have to do the secret sauce. Okay, so wait. Before well, wait, we, yeah. wait, yeah. Let's let's hold on to the secret sauce because my little brain's turning, and I'm trying to figure out how the best way to get my question across. Well, the way I understand it is a referral system. Let's say Darla tells me, "Hey, look, you really need to go talk to Stacy. She can help you with this." Well, what if Darla? I didn't come 
with Darla as the middleman, I found you on straight up on Instagram. Then how do you treat me as your referral source? You have to be a referral source first, right? right? Can you not be a referral source is what I'm asking. So if I get this ideal client straight up off of Instagram, can I then in turn use them as my referral source? Oh, you mean turn them into one? Yes, turn them into one. Yes, I actually had a question about that too. So on that same thought with Natalie's, that was a question I had too. We both were like, oh, wait, I want to ask this one. So we have clients that haven't referred anybody to us yet. But like, for example, one of them, their husband, her husband's birthday is the same day as mine. So I'm like, oh, we should send them a birthday card. Um, but they haven't referred anyone to us yet. Would that still be as you know effective to nurture that to see if they would refer us? Or do you recommend just doing that for people who, have, who you know are already a good but referral? But that, that client was not source. referred to us either. That client found us, I believe, on Howl's. Yeah, I know. So, so how, does, how does that work? I know you... My little Amish brain here, because <laughs> yes. I know you were saying that you're usually you went back through and were with the clients that were referred to you, and then you started using them as your referral source. She was using the refer- people who referred clients right. to her as a res- as a referral source. But if it's right. not an actual person, not an actual human, they are humans. All of them. Well, we've established. We this. have established that. But if you're if you are getting. Okay, I'm off track. No, 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 but, you're not. Okay, but, like, but do you wait. see what I'm trying to say? Okay, yes, yes, I, think I got she does. you. I got your back. I'm gonna make you sound okay, brilliant. You ready? Okay, yes, I'm ready. Go. Somebody <laughs> needs to. Hey now, oh, Darla. <laughs> I love her. Nice. Okay, so okay. you obviously you're gonna bring in clients from lots of different sources, right? So house is a source. Referrals are a source. Social media like Instagram is a source, right? So there's lots of different sources of where your business can come from. Obviously, the easiest type to turn into a referral is a client, right, who was referred to you because you can always talk about the fact, you remember when so-and-so referred you? Like you can always plant that seed, baby, like work it. But that doesn't mean that you can't turn someone who came through house or someone who came through Instagram into a referral source, but it does take more work. The first thing is, is that you always have to do it. You have to do amazing work. And I'm assuming you guys do, right? Like, I mean, not everything goes swimmingly perfect. No, you're right. We're amazing. No, yeah, you're absolutely totally right. Totally amazing. I'm, I'm sure nothing, not everything goes according to plan. But my guess is you guys are big girls. So you're like, hey, you know what? We can also take responsibility when something doesn't go well. Yes, we can true. make it better, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So you can definitely turn somebody into a referral source. The interesting thing is about a lot of the people who come through my Growth by Referrals program, they go through that process, um, which is in module one, because I won't let you go any further until you do it, and de- identifying who their referral sources are. And then I know it's coming. It's the email that says, uh, I don't really have that many. I'm like, I would kind of be shocked if you did. Or for my VIP clients where I get to look at the list and go through it with them. I had one guy who was like, yes, I got 30 referral sources. And when I was done with him, he had six. I was like, you're not identifying these correctly. And he was like, oh my gosh, you just broke my heart. I'm like, Aw, you're right? heartbreaker, like, you. I don't want to be a heartbreaker. Hey, he said he hired me because I'm a straight shooter. And so I have to That's deliver right. on that, right? Yeah, exactly. So most people don't have enough referral sources. So there is actually a process that I teach. And most people are like, well, this must be a really long process. I'm like, well, I teach it in a master class that I have recorded in 90 minutes. So this is not a difficult one to learn. And the front half of that master class talks about how do you take clients and turn them into referral sources. What's the language you use? What do you do, right? How often do you do things? How do you nurture that relationship? And the truth is, it is all going to come down to language, language, language. It's the same thing for centers of influence. You got architects you want referring you that aren't yet. You need to learn the language of how to turn a center of influence into a referral source. So the first half of that increase your referral sources masterclass is, hey, let's turn clients into referral sources. Back half is let's turn our centers of influence into referral sources. Some people have to start there. One of my most successful students in my growth by referrals program started with one referral source and she was getting about six or seven referrals a year and they were all internal to her firm where she worked and she was like dude if that guy ever retires i am so screwed because i have and what nobody did, she do? Saying, did she do the memorable thing here's a card here's a wonder woman water bottle how did she she uh, could she did but not first what she what i first mm-hmm. said is well i don't have anything to work with <laughs> I was like, you need to develop some more referral sources. So I put her through. It's a process I call called um, running five, keeping warm. And it's this process of how do we use the language, language, language with our clients, with our referral sources and turn them or with our clients and with our centers of influence who are not referring us and turn them into referral sources. And it comes down to really simple. Like one of the ones I talk about in the book is if you're ever talking to somebody who you wish were referring you and they say, hey, Natalie, hey, how's business? 
don't you mm-hmm. dare say busy or good. Okay. Right? What I want you saying is, oh my gosh, it's great. I just brought on three new clients in the last month and they were all referred to me. It's oh. so fun to work with clients that are referred to you. Then oh. shut up and don't say anything else. <laughs> right? Don't be like, and so you got any referrals for me? Don't do that. Don't be that person, right? Just plant the seed. Just say, oh my gosh, great. But thank you for asking. Business is great. I just brought on three new clients in the last month and they were all referred to me. How is your business? Like be genuinely interested, right? But I'll tell you this process is broken down on the language you use when you're trying to turn someone into a referral source and then how you build a relationship with them, which means Anytime you're doing anything with them in mind, it is only about them. You go have coffee with them. You only ask them about their business. You figure out how you can help them. Can you connect them with someone? Can you refer them someone? You don't have to refer someone to be able to get a referral back. I don't like that tit for tat stuff. I don't think that works. But you can definitely use the language, plant the referral seeds, and then definitely make sure the relationship is about you helping them. Because when I help you, after you get over feeling all warm and fuzzy about the fact that I helped you, how do you typically feel next? Exactly. Like, yeah. I got to help her back. Yeah, exactly. Right? You like, want to reciprocate. Yes, you I want to The warm fuzzies and you're like, oh, I like this person. Let me help them out. So yeah, then you could almost, we could almost classify this as networking. But even though you're not networking because you're not pushing yourself either, you're networking in a it's kind of backdoor a subtle, kind of way, maybe? A backdoor network. Yeah, <laughs> backdoor network. <laughs> Backdoor networking. We had clients recently that re- did refer us to a consultation. So they are referral sources and they've become friends and we're taking them on the boat Saturday. Does that count? Totally. <laughs> okay, good. And why have I not been invited on said boat? <laughs> well, because you live in Charlotte and right. we live in Miami and it would, right. it would require you to get on an airplane if you're game. You're more than welcome if you're game. They would love I you. Mean, you're a hoot. I will keep right. that in mind, definitely. But, you know, it kind of goes back to the – you guys had um, – I don't know remember her last name, but it was um, – is it Deb? Debbie Daly. Debbie Daly, yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys had her on the podcast, and she was talking about networking and how go with the Chamber of Commerce and stuff. And I thought, that's such great advice. What I tell mm-hmm. people is let's take it one step further. And when you actually know somebody that you know can refer you because they have a huge network or they're a connector, they naturally connect people, or they just love you so much, and you could just get them talking about you in the right direction to the right people, it'd be awesome. Yeah, then you want to do this process that goes a little bit deeper than just showing up at the Chamber events and really trying to build a relationship with those people and then use the language, language, language of referral seeds. So they think about you in that way. Here's the thing though, we're going to scatter so many referral seeds and we are going to have some pretty bad aim and then we're going to have some pretty good aim. Mm -hmm. So we're going to try to plant some referral seeds on concrete and it's not going to go anywhere. And those seeds are going to wither and die. And there's others that are going to fall on some grass and some ground and they're going to get some water and we're going to take care of them. And then those people will refer us. And Amanda, who I was telling you about, one of my best and favorite case studies is in six months, she took herself from like one referral source to more than a dozen. And she got herself to 12 referrals in that first like four to six month period we worked together. And every year since, she has hit her goal of 25 to 30 referrals every year. And we're on five years now. And last year, 2018, she got 40 referrals. And so she recognizes that the health of her list of referral sources is in direct proportion with how she takes care of them, right? But to the number of referrals she's also receiving. So yeah, anybody can add referral sources. But I always tell folks, aim for the 30% of your clients or the centers of influence. Start. Don't expect 100% to refer you. I mean, I teach this stuff to people mm-hmm. and I have you know, members in my growth by referrals program. They don't refer me. And that's okay, (laughs) right? Like I may be in the 70 to 80 range, but we're not all going to be at 100%. So it's not trying to get every client to refer you. It's trying to find that one who seems really well connected or really seems to love you or has said, I've had an awesome opportunity working with you. This has been the best ever. And Mm. then you nurture that relationship and you drop the right seeds. And then when they refer you that first referral, that first new client by referral, then you pick them up like metaphorically, right? Mm -hmm. You pick them up and you drop them into your referral generating plan, which is separate from your prospecting and your marketing plan, where you're going to continue to nurture that relationship by doing things throughout the year that are memorable and meaningful, that are top of mind. And like I said earlier, then we stop. It actually includes the secret sauce. And the secret sauce. Ooh, here it is. Here it is. Yeah. 
The secret sauce to keep getting more referrals is actually just what I talked about, planting referral seeds. It's the <laughs> language we right. use, right? I tell people everything I teach you, you didn't need to learn from me until we get to that language piece. And I really do believe that's my superpower is the ability to just take something and have it mean something more than just the words and how we use it and how we structure it and what it looks like. And that ultimately right for me is what gets people thinking about us and our sub and their subconsciousness um you know what you at the beginning before you explained this you said you know it's really simple er erase that other stuff from your mind and but you're going to have an aha moment about it anyway and i'll be damned if you weren't right because <laughs> everything that you've said here does seem basic especially to you right because you teach this but i'm like you know oh i almost cussed i'm like we aren't doing any of this really i mean we are but we, but, we but are I'm, taking I'm our clients gonna, on the boat but i'm gonna disagree but with they're you. friends now but yeah but i'm gonna disagree with you we have one client in mm -hmm. particular that we have a meeting with in a couple weeks and we have nurtured her from the day we quit her project just checking in hey how are you just checking in oh yes that's true so yes. we do have a client that we have been doing that i guess um Unknowingly. <laughs> no, Which not is annoying. perfect. Not, but a, I need not, you guys a, to not multiply no, that. Not unknowingly, but we were doing it just because we were a decent human checking in yeah, on this see person. How are you are, yeah. But now Stacy's telling us that wait a minute, this is actually just do it anyways, dummy, because this true. is a referral seed. That's true. You know, so we were memorable for her, and she definitely is a uh, definitely right. a referral. One of the clients that's like, oh my god, you'd be stupid not to hire us. She yeah, was, she was it, great. It, yeah, here's okay. the thing. Mm -hmm. So the there's thing one on our list, Stacy. Two. Oh, two. And I just need you, to, you just said you had one client you do this for. I need you guys to multiply that. Okay. Like one's not enough. And that's well, what I know, I'm, but I'm just saying we kind of have been doing that right. without putting your strategy But not in with play. all of them. Just but not like with, with our, our ideal favorites that we really jived with. Well, because that, it's easy. So, yeah, so here, really easy. here's what natural. it looks like. Right. Yeah. So this is how it kind of discovered it for me. I started paying attention to who I was getting referrals from early on when I was that productivity and business coach it was business number two, trying desperately not to fail. And I started paying attention to who's referring me. And I realized it was actually people I liked, but because I liked them, I was being intentional about caring yeah. about them. And then exactly. I realized, but wait, I don't have to like every, like, I don't have to like love best friend, take him on the boat to be intentional <laughs> about how I care about every, the other people who have potential to refer me. The truth is I get referred by people and I'm like, I mean, sometimes it happens and it happens now because my, my program is international. I mean, I have students in the growth by referrals program in six different countries. So there are people who definitely refer me and I'm like, I don't know who you are, but God bless you so much. And I, I write thank you cards to everybody who refers me. It's like a foundation of the entire, like, there's like a whole step written around it, how you have to thank with a handwritten thank you card. And I can't tell you how many people they say, well, so-and-so in Salt Lake City referred me to you. And I'm like, great. What's their name? What do they do? Oh, they're an attorney in Salt Lake City. I'll go look them up on Google and send them a handwritten thank you notes. I'll be damned if those don't all come back in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> I just cannot. Wow. I, I am not a sleuth. I'm not a good spy. I'm not a good sleuth. I can't always find their. But it's but it's the fundamental. Like you don't have to. It it. You guys are there in terms of like, hey, we like this person, and of course we're nurturing their relationship because it's mm -hmm. real because we like them. It's taking that concept and saying, you know what? I don't have to go drinking beer every Thursday night with all my referral sources. I just have to show them that I care. And so if we actually like our client and it's great <laughs> which could happen <laughs> no. do you actually they in turn usually bring back in your ideal client am i wrong sometimes yes i mean a lot of times they do but it's not a perfect science it's not like your ideal client will bring in their ideal client and i think a lot of times that is because of the business interior designers are in a lot of times um we tell people that maybe we can afford things that we can't Right. Okay, so sometimes sense. your ideal mm -hmm. client may be in the perfect position to hire you and they have a best friend who's trying to keep ah, up with the Joneses I see. who cannot hire you. So will it, will it always happen? No. I mean, no one's going to just always refer themselves. More than likely, yes, your ideal client will refer, for the most part, someone that's more like them, but not always. Like, And I think this happens more for B2B. So interior designers get to worry about this a little bit less since you're more B2C, unless you're commercial and then you are B2B. And from that perspective, your referrals won't look identical to their referral sources. When, I mean, I used to have, when I was a business coach, I used to have a lot of financial advisors refer their business owner clients to me. And they never, they weren't, they didn't look like the, those financial advisors, right? The financial advisor was like, I want them to be successful because then obviously they have more money to invest, right? Mm -hmm. oh, and yeah. so they didn't always mirror, but sometimes, yes, they do. Hmm. 
All righty then. Natalie, do you have anything else before we go into the What Up Wingnut round? No, I'm just listening, taking notes. Yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for what Darla's going to say next because I already know when we go to do the uh, closing of uh, our podcast. <laughs> yeah, of stuff we're going to do. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. going to have the drinking all, game. Yeah, the drinking game. God, I just but, got really nervous. I don't know what this is all about, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ellen Danick is in, the, in our Facebook group, the Wingnut Social Media Lab. She said, you know, every time you guys have a guest on, Darla wants to take those actionable steps and do it. And it, she thinks it's funny that I'm like, okay, I'm going to start doing, I'm going to do this now. Because I really, I get takeaways from my guests. I mean, it's brilliant. And so she's like, every time Darla does that or wants to add a new facet to her business because of a guest, we should start a drinking game. <laughs> so, here, so here, I'm going to go through all my clients and see which ones, you know, are good yeah. referral source, ideal clients. And I have several at the top of my mind. And Stacey, and, she's, she's going to actually mm-hmm. go do this. And this we haven't is, really been part of it. it. I mean, we have with, here's, yeah, with the besties, but mm-hmm. here's what I really want. I want you to pick up my book and I want you to read chapter eight. So you make sure that you really identify these referral sources and then your potential or soon to be referral sources. Get sure. that list down and get it locked and loaded before you do anything else. Give me the name of your book again. Generating business referrals without asking. Is it on audio by any chance? Not yet, but it will be. And I'm going to be reading it. Ah, oh, that's going to be great. Okay, let me know when that comes out, too. Can you I'm put a- your sarcasm in there? You know it. I'm going to go off right. script. I'm addicted to audio. By the way, you need to start taking some of these people out on your boat. Just saying. I, mean, I got to get a boat first. All right, Stacy Brown Randall, are you ready for the What Up Wingnut round? I'm ready. Now it's time for What Up Wingnut. Wingnut. Okay, Stacy Brown Randall, if you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be and why? I think I would be a dogwood only because I just think they are so beautiful, but they really are just an incredible, um, when you think about a landscape, they just add their own unique style to that landscape. And I think that's really important to kind of be yourself. So you're not a dog person, you're a dogwood person. Yes, I get the (laughs) irony now that you said it. (laughs) That's my job, ma'am, just doing my job. (laughs) If you were on death row, what would your last meal request be? Oh my gosh, so easy. Pizza. From Sal's mm-hmm. here in Charlotte with nice. a Snickers and a glass bottle Coke. I love that. Ooh. That's great. <laughs> that sounds delish. If you could have only one superhero power, what would it be and why? Okay, so this is going to be lame and I'm going to go ahead and own it before, it, you know, somebody in the peanut gallery makes fun of me, Natalie. <laughs> um, <laughs> that my super my superpower would be seriously, I remember I'm the mother of three kids under the age of 11. My superpower would be when I speak, they just do what I say right <laughs> when I say it. Oh, good luck with that. Oh, that was that was Shayna Heinrich's superpower too. She wanted influence, I think, is what she called it. She was just like you could just tell people what to do and they do it. I love that. That's a good one. She said it way more elegant than me. Me, I just want it to happen with my kids and maybe my husband. I mean, you know, I'm just throw it out there. That's actually a really super serious, powerful power. I think if you put give some thought into that, that's you could you could rule the world with that. That's why we can't. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And last but not least, what book has had the biggest impact upon you, either personally or professionally? So if you had asked me this a year ago, I would have said um, E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. But Mm -hmm. last year I read this book and I'm a business book reader, so that's why I don't really have a personal one. But last year I read this amazing book, um, Profit First by Mike Michalowicz. And it has been a game changer um, for my business. And so I just, everything about mastering your profit and it's just, and I know that your your industry knows about Michelle Williams and profit Mm -hmm. is a choice and all that kind of stuff. It's just such a good thing to do in your business. Yeah, we're working on that. We're actually taking steps to do that. Michelle Williams was on the podcast, too. Um, they I'll, held me hostage. The episode number will be in the show notes, as will De- uh, Debbie Daly's that we mentioned before. But yeah, Natalie's convinced. And I've been trying to get her to do profit first for a couple of years now, and she had to hear it from an outside source. So just They like, usually do. Yeah, just like she came out Amish. You guys because, are talking about me, right? You yeah. know this. <laughs> Taylor I'm Spellman. sitting right here. Taylor Spellman at Luann Live <laughs> said, man, you need to tell the audience you were Amish. That's really interesting. So she came out Amish in the intro today, so... That is yeah. interesting. I, yeah, I've been telling her forever to do it, but now, you know. All right. So, Stacy Brown Randall, please tell the Wingnuts where they can find you. And do you have anything for them today? So, here's the, the thing I always tell folks when they're trying to figure out referrals and without asking, and what does this look like? Of course, you can get my book, Generating Business Referrals Without Asking. You can listen to my podcast, Roadmap to Grow Your Business. But if you want the fastest thing that's just going to give you the ability to say, hey, 
I know why I'm not generating referrals. I just want you to take this referral ninja quiz. You find it at stacybrownrandall.com forward slash quiz. I know you guys will put it in the show notes. Sure. It's nine questions that help you figure out where are you on a scale of three levels of these referral ninjas. Are you a beginner in training or a master? And that's going to give you some information about what to do to move yourself from the beginner or in training and get yourself to my level, the master level. I just think knowledge is power as long as you decide to act on it. So that quiz is a great place to start. And then, of course, if you're when you're ready, I have my program Growth by Referrals. There's an online version of it. And then there's a VIP option. If you're if you need me to hold your hand and make you do it, there's that option, too. (laughs) Um, But, you know, that's for when you're ready. But really, truly start with that quiz and know where you are so that you know exactly where you need to go. You know, I took that quiz at Luann Live, and I was at the beginning one, the baby one, the baby ninja. Yeah, 85% always are. Yeah, I'm sure you're not surprised by that after talking Mm. to us for a hot minute, so... (laughs) Okay, I'm not, yep, nope, not surprised. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Stacey, thank you so much for joining us on the Wingnut Social Podcast today. You were amazing as usual. Thank you guys so much for having me. Natalie Ann Graff. Yes, Darla Jethro Powell, is your mind completely blown? No, it isn't. It isn't because uh, let me tell you why it isn't. Light bulb. Light, yeah, light bulb, because it was so simple. But the way my mind was blown was that I didn't see it. It's in front of me the whole time. So the way she broke it down was really enlightening. She, she said that would happen. She did say that would happen. I'll be damned if it didn't happen. It did. We have a lot of great clients that we, once we were done with the project, we gave them our little project book, and they're like, okay, see ya. Don't let the door hit you. That's right. And we just really haven't bothered to continue nurturing So let me them. guess, Darla. Mm-hmm. You're going to start reaching out and going to start... Uh, nurturing that a little bit. Yeah, I want to start developing some of those referral sources. Too bad I don't have my shot glasses. For Ellen Danick. That's right. But I'm going to do it in the way that it's not like, hey, would you mind referring me to some people? Because nope, you'd be it's stupid. it's all in the language. Yeah, it's all, exactly. And Wingnuts, if you think that this is great, you should listen to the end. Because at the end, we have <laughs> bloopers and they are just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, because I know, I know that you guys are going to think, oh, these two are too serious. How can they ever be funny? But if you stay tuned to the very end, you'll hear our bloopers and they are usually quite the hoot. So if you guys like what you hear... You guys know where to find us. Yeah, hit Please up that. Tell them. <laughs> yeah, hit up that subscribe button on iTunes or Stitcher or TuneIn or wherever the heck you're finding this podcast on. Find us on social at Wingnut Social. And if you have any burning social media questions, shoot us an email to info at wingnutsocial.com. We'd be happy to help you out. Okay, Nat, I think that's it. So long. See ya. You've reached the end of this episode of Wingnut Social, but that's only your first step. Be sure to head to wingnutsocial.com to reach out to us directly and schedule your free consultation with one of our Wingnut Social Media Specialists to take your business from social mediocre to social media master. We'll see you on the next episode of Wingnut Social, your social media tightly fastened. running out of breath (laughs) why are you making so many noises over there lady because i can no that the thing is you can't that's disrespectful (laughs) you are so amish